Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. Happy New Year. That's right, everybody. It's a new year and it's a new Curtain Jerks podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said that like we're revamping everything. We are. Yeah, everything's new, guys. Uh, 12 sides. Yeah, it's a 12-sided die. This mm-hmm. is the... You usually get your six-sided die in terms of podcasts. This is your 12-sided die. We've added more chairs in the studio. We've added more microphones that aren't uh, for anyone. No, no, that's right. We're... A candelabra. Yeah, uh, that's new. I like the candelabra. Watch out for that dripping wax. I, well, I lo- hey, I like a little bit of the burnt wax in the old flesh. Wow, a new year, new honesties. Yeah, new fetishes, everybody. Mm-hmm. It's New Year. I hope you had a great holiday. I hope you had a great Christmas. I hope you had a great Hanukkah. If you celebrate Kwanzaa, please let us know, because I still don't fully understand Kwanzaa. You know, it's not like there's the internet access of information for you to find out. I'd prefer someone was to tell us both also. I don't want to have to look. Because some people celebrate Christmas differently. I I celebrate Christmas all the time. Did I say celebrate? Yeah, you said celibate. Oh, well, that's how I celebrate my Christmas. (laughs) That's how I celebrated Christmas. Uh, Um, uh, God, there's so much happening. Um, We reviewed Santa's sleigh recently. Mm -hmm. And before that, because the timeline's a little different... Steve Sears did a solo ep. Yeah, Scott, did you want to talk about that, or did you just want to glass over that really quickly and not talk about it? I kind of want to talk about it a little bit. All right, let's go for it. Because you talked about the fact that you were doing it quite a bit. Oh my god, I was so self-conscious, and when I was planning on doing the episode, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun, I'm going to have my own pacing, (laughs) going to do it at my own pace, it's my time, Mm -hmm. it's my my tight 15. Uh, No. Uh, Take three? Yeah, take four. Take four. Everything you heard was the fourth episode I'd recorded that night for that episode. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things you mentioned that I wanted to talk about was you said that this show, that um, that I am the frosting on the donut that you are. You're like, you're the plain dough, and you're just the donut, and I'm all the fun frosting that there is. Well, honestly, if I was, I, what I meant to say is this. Uh, well, the frosting sucks. No, I think it's, I think... <laughs> no, I... I you're, it's color commentary. You're the play-by-play guy, and I'm the color commentary guy. Exactly. You're the frosting. That's my point. Yeah, so I... I'm would, the donut. I'm you the said plain that, why would I, old donut. Why would I describe that? If anything, you need the donut, or you've just got a bunch of frosting. If you're eating that, you're going to feel like you're alone on your couch, just staring at your speakers, listening to this podcast, just eating frosting out of a bag... How did it get there? You made it. You made that frosting yourself. You need the donut to hold it all together. But you I don't think I'm that donutty glue. But that's what you said you were. You said you were the donut and I was the frosting. I'm like, no, I'm listening to it. I'm going, that's not true at all. You're the frosting. But you're you hold on. You are the fun frosting this holiday season that is the lethal weapon where you're a riot to be around. You do crazy on uh, wacky things, but then also at home while watching the fucking gun in your mouth. (laughs) It's true. It's true. I'm the Mel Gibson of podcasts. And I'm the Danny Glover with no family cooking shitty food for me. I'm the celibate Danny Glover in his boat just jerking off sad. You know what? I wish I had a buddy. They only get into the water in in one, right? In the the third one? Uh, Yeah, I don't think it's in two because it's just docked. In two, two, he's working on his house. Well, because... Okay, yeah, two... 
The boat has to go. We're comedians living in Hollywood. We don't bring you the news of wrestling. We bring you everything fun and funny each and week. And we wrestling. try to talk about Lethal Weapon. Rarely, we rarely talk about. We talk about Die Hard more than Lethal Weapon. Yeah, and then even then, RoboCop. I feel like every oh, we, every fifteen episodes, we just talk about how great RoboCop is. And Conan the Barbarian. And Total Recall. And Total. Yep. That's right. Yep. Scott's gonna enjoy himself a nice frosty beer, enjoying uh, Conan the Barbarian. Not true, everybody. Uh, if you knew me, it's Vanilla Coke. Which I should point out, the vanilla like font on any Coca Cola vanilla is probably the laziest font I've ever seen on any can. It looks Times like, New Roman. Yeah, it's it looks like the uh, Calvin and Hobbes font. Yeah, it's it's letting you know that you're hanging out with a real square. Ah, uh, that's not true. a real celibate Danny Glover. You know what? Speaking of the holiday, Scott, I'm in a little bit of a uh, nostalgic mood. Uh, we used to drink those by the caseful while we were playing God of War. Remember? Don't think I didn't think about busting it out. Yeah. This is special. Let me let me set the scene a little bit. Yeah, we don't have any plans for today. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not what I was going to... Of course we've got plans today. I could say what... Here's what we're going to talk about if you haven't read the description. We're talking about the new year that is wrestling. Mm-hmm. There's our plans for today. And we have guests coming by. We have guests coming by in the special circumstances. We're not in the Comedy Podcast Network headquarters today. No, we are not, Scott. We're in uh, my summer home. That's right. We are in Scott's summer home. Because it's warm. Yeah, which is, um, so we're actually uh, podcasting on location today and not from the uh, podcast studio penthouse. Yeah, we're in the OC today. We're in my neck of the woods. Steve, uh, we we sort of figured out this time where uh, he's going to come hang out for a couple of days and we're just going to work on some projects, this being one of them, and do some other stuff while he's also doing his wedding planning and all that stuff and the ladies doing this all is that. my fishing trip before my wedding. <laughs> oh my! I can't believe this is my fishing trip before the wedding. And wow. you're drinking uh, Vietnamese co- uh, hot uh, cold coffee. Uh you what mean Uck coffee from Japan? I know I've read this on the show before. Uck, <laughs> the pioneer maker of canned liquid coffee in Japan. Period. Come on and enjoy its original taste. Emphasis mine. So this is a, this is a special treat because, uh, uh, as you're saying, oh, remember we used to play God of War all the time. Mm-hmm. Instead, we busted out Max Payne 3. Oh, my God. Uh, you finished it in two nights. Yeah, it is superb. I, like, we went on immediately, uh, I, I'm like, for some reason we went online to find out, like, wow, what is everybody saying about this great game? And everybody was really poo-pooing it. Uh, they're poo-pooing the end, because they feel like they didn't get enough closure or resolution as to what the fate of Max Payne was. Guys. A guy named Max Payne. Yeah, it's not Max Relief. Uh, no. I think, if anything... If you're going to poo-poo anything, it's going to be your shorts while you're playing this game, Mm because it is so rad. You kill a lot of people. I mean, this is normally the type of talk you can hear on 16-Bits Podcast with Josh Callahan and myself. Very funny program, Mm -hmm. uh, podcast with a video game talk. I should have saved all this for that show, because I rarely play games when I come on your show. (laughs) But Uh, it's Die Hard. It's Die Hard the video game. It's it's super intense. It's very very intense. And so we've been doing that. We've been talking a little bit of wrestling here and there. Um... Uh, and we're going to watch Batman. We're going to watch a lot of Batman. Yeah. When we get together... We're going to watch some more Batman the Animated Series. Honestly, we live... Like, 15-year-old me would be so jealous of me now, because we... I I feel like we... Whoa, you're getting laid all the time! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like we live in the equivalent of a comic book shop, now that I think about it. Your access to movies and comic books that you have... Is disgusting. Is disgustingly... Like, it is... It is... Irrelevant 
how copious it is. It is like, it is so fucking massive. And my incredibly sexually suggestive dialogue and quips <laughs> makes me feel like I'm the pimply face guy who's also in the comic book store looking for scantily clad, impossibly posed women in graphic novels. Yeah, but Steve's actually the one who goes home with the gal and then, you know, lives up to all the stories. They're like, no way, that guy, that guy's serious? It's all bullshit. True story. My fiance wears glasses. I'm not I'm just putting it out there. She wears glasses. I hope she got it from Costco. I, uh, War, Warbly Parker? Warbly Park. Jeez, that sounds... Is that what you call her when she wears glasses? <laughs> no, that's what I call her when she sings. Uh, <laughs> that's what I call her when she's singing trying to park the car. It's all Warbly Parkler over here. Punch! <laughs> her just thrusting an open uh, open hand strike into my face. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got that surgery on my orbital socket. <laughs> she my wife, was, she punched me in the face. Open she, palm. She watched a lot of Boss Rudin videos. Learn the open palm strike's a really good blow to do. Yeah, uh, the only damage is on the cartilage in your wrist. That way you're not uh, busting your knuckles. <laughs> uh, uh, that reminds me of the two Canadian crew guys we had on a couple weeks ago. Uh, last, uh, yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, the timeline's all fucked up in my head. I should point out that they are very, uh, they, those guys traveled, so even though it sounded like they started in Canada, and one of them sort of ended up sounding like he was from New York, that's just because of how they, where they are in terms of the East Coast, North Coast, sort it's of. very easy to go from Toronto to New York. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you, you gotta pass. Sometimes you gotta pass, Scott, mm-hmm. you know? Multi-pass. Yeah. Um, this year is now 2015. This year, with all the wrestling companies that there are, with all the different niches and... Niches. What? Niches. Niches? Niches. What's a niche? Uh, someone almost about to tell the police about criminal activity. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Think of all the terrible things that have gone on backstage. So think of all these wrestling niches, right? Uh Um, we got WWE. We've got TNA. We've got... Chikara. Dragon Gate. We did. ROH. ROH. Lucha Underground. PWG. Jeff Jarrett's Clip. NXT. Mm-hmm. We've got all these different things, and a lot of a lot of these companies have made a lot of buzz for themselves and are now seemingly the thing to watch. Or if it's already there, it's got this big thing that's going to happen, like WWE. We know we're heading into WrestleMania. There's all this talk of Brock Lesnar and his contract, and if he's not going to be around. So who's the guy that beats Brock Lesnar? Does it happen at the Rumble? Like We're in that exciting time right now in WWE. TNA is going to be rebranding. They're on a new channel. They got a new logo. Yeah. Like, there's all this stuff. Lucha Underground. That's a thing. Have you watched it yet? I saw, like, 20 minutes of an episode. How was it? It's, it has friend of the show, Johnny Monday, on there. Ah, uh, Mundo. Mundi. Johnny Monday. Is that what they say? He has a niche. Okay. <laughs> He's Garfield, from what I understand. <laughs> he hates Mondays. He throws lasagna at you. Yeah. And then, uh, if you throw him anywhere, he just sticks there, like, a, like a hanging on the back of your car window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You gotta be careful also, depending if it's PG or TV-14 that night, that's how hot the lasagna is. <laughs> so, John Morrison is Johnny Mundo, which means what? I think it means Johnny Very. Really? Very much? Very Johnny? <laughs> Before, we're gonna be on either Urban Dictionary or Googling his Spanish translation to this word okay, by so the yeah, end of the episode. Morrison was on this episode, Ezekiel Jackson, who's not called Ezekiel Jackson, was on that episode. Um, Ezekiel Jackson. <laughs> that's right. He's a, he's a Lithuanian farmer. <laughs> and uh, it 
it's bizarre. Mark was telling me all about it, and we saw the vignettes of characters on there. It's like, it's a scripted show, right? Yeah. Like, it feels super scripted. Like, they shoot stuff in the, on, on, on set, almost, or what? Yeah, did you ever play uh, the game Shank? The side-scroller? Uh-huh. Xbox Live? No. It's a lot like Shank. Really? Where you, you know, you're doing stuff, and then you're getting the storied cutscene where you're seeing a lot of stuff just play out. It's kind of like 300. It's any, like, graphic novel turned into something cinematic. Really? Yeah, because in between all the matches, anything that you have, any of the character backstory, it's like, and then his town burnt down and the villagers were all left destroyed. So they show, like, actual narrative. Yeah. Wow. It's... Pretty fucking bizarre for a wrestling show, but at the same time, really cool and innovative. I'd love it to wouldn't work out. for everything. Yeah. Because, you like, WWE doesn't work. TNA doesn't work. For this, all self-contained, totally works. It's really weird. I, I also, I like that the arena looks like you're in, in, in an inverted Mayan pyramid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what's great about the fans? They don't do any chants like a bunch of indie assholes that... Their thing is the best thing. Mm-hmm. So they do all their own weird little chants like, All of the wrestling totally sucks, balls. <laughs> all of the wrestling. Re- <laughs> Scott, know. I can't keep up with these claps. Why did we come to this show? <laughs> they don't do any of that. They're just fans that enjoy what it is. Um, I saw a match or two. I didn't get to see the main event, which was some ladder match for a briefcase full of cash i think it was or something like that it sounds cool you know what i think we should watch some of it today so i can i know what i can talk so i know what to talk about in the new year i am trying to watch it legitimately how i like to do these things i like to float money towards things to uh, you know uh, scott is an entrepreneur and he likes to support it's not on itunes it's not on hulu it's not on voodoo i don't know where to watch it on spike.com it's on the l ray network Oh, right. Is it so, on, like, LRay.com? Do they I've, have streaming episodes? I've checked their YouTube page, and they only do clips, so I've never checked the LRayNetwork.com to see if they do full episodes. Mm. So, I, it sucks. I always want to support it. I know a lot of people like doing the old uh, Paul Burchill, but not me, brother. Mm. Not me. So, there's a lot of stuff. What do you what do you think off the top of your head of all the stuff I mentioned? Like, well, you what know are you what? most excited to see? Well, I think about, like, it's so easy to fall into the trappings of a clip show or a... Uh, like a year in review, which we kind of do anyway. We're reviewing the year as it happens. So I would be like, top ten moments of 2014. We would just be parroting ourselves. I think the things I'm most excited for going into saying, 2015. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Coming up. What yeah, is coming it? up? I, the, uh, there's an exciting sort of uncertainty, I feel like, more mm-hmm. so than any year, where it's like, I don't know what they're going to do in any sort of pro wrestling. I feel like the sky's the limit in so many different promotions. Yeah, now's the time for uh, competition of my viewership. Competition of my time. Yeah, not, it's not so, and like... Not the best product. It's it's not a business competition, which in a lot of ways it is turning into eyeballs. Sure. But I feel like you're right. It's now like, what's the thing that's really going to capture my fancy? What's the thing I really want to watch? Yeah, can WWE maintain all the excitement and uncertainty that has happened? Is there going to be a new guy coming out? Is it going to be someone we expect already? Oh, it's kind of like that sort of excitement of, man, WrestleMania is great. But I'm almost I'm excited for Raw the next night. Yes. Who's going to premiere? I, honestly, I like NXT a lot because it's just weird. You do? Yeah. Uh, when's the last time you watched NXT? Oh, uh, last week. I watched the NXT Revolution. That's right. Uh, second pay per view. I haven't finished it yet. I've only seen uh, half good. of it. It's good. It is good. It's real good. 
I, I think honestly, like the same thing I would say every year, which is go to more live shows. I want to check out PWG in uh, um, any Los Angeles, <laughs> uh, and then also the the tapings for uh, Lucha Underground are here in town. Okay, this past year, two thousand fourteen, what shows did we go see together? It seems like we always talked about going to see stuff, but what did we, we see, see together? The Rumble was that two thousand thirteen or two thousand fourteen? Thirteen. Uh, I think we went to some improv shows. Oh my god! I How to, sad! I haven't been to like an indie show in a while. We went to a house show in two thousand nine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I you know I know I went to a couple things, but I, that's what I'm trying to think with you. Mm-hmm. Like, what did we go see together? SummerSlam. I don't think you went, Steve. Where was I? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Um. Yeah, for some strange reason. Here's our year in review of, like, where the fuck were we when all these things happened? Yeah, we missed a lot of stuff. Uh, you know what I what I like to think every year is not about what I can accomplish in the new year. I like to really dredge up the real, like, failures <laughs> of the past and soak those up with, a, like, a sponge. Yeah, celibate Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I feel like... I feel like the opportunities are always there. We just need to capitalize. There's always shows going on around town. We can mm-hmm. go to that. Um, yeah, I, honestly, more guests on the show. I think that's going to be exciting. We have. I feel like we have so many things lined up. Just need to pull the trigger on a few. That would be really exciting. Like in a pers- in a selfish way, I'd say I'm having more fun on this show than I ever had. And I think that's what's exciting is each episode, for me, I have more fun than the episode before. So last week was a blast? No, no, no. That wasn't a Curtain Jerks episode. That was like... uh, Steve uh, always tells me not to apologize for stuff and not to... It's true. I was like, I'm always like, Scott, just believe in yourself, man. Do all these things. And then Scott tells me I apologize all the time. And I, I told him I apologize the least in that version of that episode. Yeah, I'm always, I always feel like I have to give expository or talk about, like, well, here's the circumstances, like, when I talk to Stone Cold, there are other people, and it just started off right away. It's like, just play the fucking interview, and people will figure it out. Yeah. And then Steve's like, ah, all right, so. Look, just want to let you know, I feel bad. So now you know my dread. Yeah, I know your dread. I know your fear. I know everyone has a secret fear. Will you share it with me? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do. I, I honestly, my biggest problem with that episode was... Uh, Tom Ancy had gotten this really cool interview, and I liked the Jimmy form. Havoc, Progress yep. Wrestling Champion. I thought he's was, a cunt. I thought it was a really cool format, and I thought it was such an awesome mm-hmm. interview. And I felt like I was doing it a disservice by doing a solo show to sort of um, to bookend it. That's what my issue I was. See. Had I been just talking, shooting the shit, then it probably would have just been me making up bits mm-hmm. and then having my fiance on the show with me to to eat up time. I happily welcome. Your fiance Chelsea coming on the show and you guys talking wrestling. If I'm unavailable, you know, I think that'd be great. Uh, I, I, I've always had that uh, fa- fantasy of doing that as well on my end with some special lady and talking wrestling. She's self conscious though because the one time we watched wrestling together, <laughs> actually one out of six times that we that she was on her phone the whole time. Uh, we were watching. She was <laughs> God. You should see you watching wrestling. Uh, yeah, well, that's because I got stuff to do, brother. <laughs> uh, she was. She said she got really self conscious because when we watched, we watched a pay per view. I think we watched Battleground at Warzeka's house. Okay. And uh, Brett's wife Amy was there, and Amy and Chelsea were like making fun of like wrestling the whole time, but they were like 
they're doing it well because they're both comedians. Uh-huh. And but they got really self conscious because me and Rosecca and Brett were all going like, "Ugh, God!" Like they were doing all the standard. I'm watching wrestling jokes for the first time. It's like this is so gay. These guys are so buff. And it was like, do they shave each other's backs backstage? Yeah, like all the jokes that we might have made or like you would have watched in the first two months of like when you watch with friends. Yeah, when you watch, and you're like, gauging the. Yeah, uh, how cool is this wrestling room right now? Can yeah, we, like can we talk it, about uh, like yeah, it's it's queer, but you know I dig that. Like yeah, if, but, if everybody pulled their dicks out right now, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah, judge I, you I, for. Yeah, I, I'm secure myself, and I'm oh, you know what else is secure? The grip of my hand around your jets. No, yeah, like, I get it. You got a hood still. That's fine. I'll figure it out. But yeah, like this. So those jokes were all pretty constant, and but she was like, "You guys got so self conscious," and I was like, "It's <laughs> not that we got embarrassed, which I did a little bit, uh-huh. but it's that you're telling jokes that we're not telling anymore because now I feel like we've gotten so in depth and elaborate and weird that yeah. like the jokes you don't make like you can still make gay jokes whenever you want, but now I feel like we're making weird jokes about politics <laughs> and like backstage stuff that nobody knows about. We've somehow gone so far down the rabbit hole that all you see are these wiggling feet sticking out of someone's <laughs> lawn somewhere. But I, anyway, I think I can I think I can convince her to uh to tell jokes. Well, since you've barred her from listening to this show, uh, I will still put it out there in audio form. Chelsea, you're welcome on this program anytime. A tweet at her. Anytime. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I will. I'll say listen to the episode and please give us a rate and review, damn it. Um, well, we've got special guests coming today. I mean, we've got we've got a full docket. Oh, yeah. Um, and I want to know not just what we're excited about for the upcoming year. I want to know who, who our guests are excited about. Uh, well, Scott, they... as a wrestling podcast, I feel like we sort of we twenty two on the wrestling talk, uh, wrestle talk uh, charts. That's cumulative, guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, <laughs> uh, but I feel like we really sort of we owe it to you, our listeners, to sort of let you know this is the pulse of wrestling. This is what wrestlers' dreams are, mm-hmm. what they want to go towards, what mm-hmm. they want to accomplish, mm-hmm. what they have accomplished, mm-hmm. and you know if they're available. Yeah. Did someone say available? All right. Uh, former WCW wrestler Alex Wright is here, and every time you come in, your music hits. Oh, why do you have to explain it to everybody? Can't they hear it? Sure, they can hear it, but it's the second that you walk through your music. I don't even know how you do that. It's like what wrestlers do. You walk in, and your music hits. No, no other guest that we have has music that just immediately hits. You know how Chris Jericho's got that light up? jacket? Yes. Well, check out this leather jacket from the 80s. Yeah, it doesn't... It, you have a lining inside that is a different color. Yeah, red satin! <laughs> but it doesn't light up. <laughs> so, uh, what's with the jacket? I wear it because I'm not wearing any pants. I just noticed that? You're just wearing your wrestling trunks? That's because I'm available! You guys any gigs, any jobs, any matches for me? Because you know I'm here to help. Well, I... You I'm know, very available! You know, we only have uh, two correspondents. We have an international jerk correspondent, uh, Tom Anstey from Wrestling Memes, and we have uh, Jeff Hardy always working on location. So I don't know if we have anything particularly that we can provide for you. I think the best place for Alex Wright is going to be Impact Wrestling. Can you have Jeff Hardy give them my number? I, you know, I don't want to really do that. I don't want to be the middleman between, you know, getting one guy a gig. There's nothing better than being the middleman in the middle of a European discotheque. 
You know, I've never been to a European discotheque. What what happens when you're when you're in the middle of all that? Well, you get bumped. I get bumped. Yes, we hit our joints against you. Well, like a lucky Pierre. What? You don't Describe know, that to me. You don't know what a lucky Pierre is? Is it like a big wobbly fleshy Eiffel Tower? Uh, d- different. Uh, although I know what that is, I'm not sure if our listeners do. I mean, Tom Ancy was kind enough to describe what a rimmer was, which was commonly known as a rim job here in the states. I call that butthole gobbling. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's another way. That's right on the nose. For that, that is. Alex Wright is not available. Oh, okay. Uh, well, a lucky Pierre is uh, say I were in the middle. Right? And then I got uh, Steve Sears in front of me right here. See? So just attach him like, you know, if I'm inside of him. And then you're behind me and you're inside of me. You'd say I'm the lucky Pierre. Oh, so you're doing some business and you're getting business done to you. That's right. It's kind of like a human centipede if you called the middle person Pierre and that they were lucky. And your butthole and your penis were your penis and your butthole. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Do you want to describe the Eiffel Tower? Oh, that's just when two people are having sex with a third person and they high-five in the middle. <laughs> Would that be a high ten or just a high-five? Just a high-five. High ten if you want. It depends on how many uh, Christmas lights you want to put up on the Eiffel Tower. It is a city of lights! <laughs> I'm available for jokes and stories and metaphors. Well, do you have any uh, stories of old WCW times? I have stories. I'm here to tell you about the future, about Alex Wright's new year. I've got some really big things coming up in 2004. Wait a minute. You just said that you were available for jokes and stories and stuff. And I am now wanting a story of a past WCW occasion. Something that maybe happened in the locker room. One time, Macho Man Randy Savage punched DDP in the face. And when he went backstage, he said, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> That's it? That's yeah. The, why do you punch him in the first place? Because they were having a match. What, are you not available? I am for stories and truths. Wait, no, you made it sound like you punched him backstage. Like <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. He punched him in the ring a little bit too hard, and DDP was worried, and Macho Man said, I'm sorry. That's the story? Hey, WCW, crazy times. How did you eventually get let go of out of WCW? Well, sometimes you have to hold on to the rope when you're hanging off of a cliff, and then there's another person beneath you, and you have to hold on to them, but your grip is slipping, and the only way you can make it is if you let go, but then the person who grabs you at the top of the rope turns out to be Jeremy Borash, and at the last second, you have to let go of poor Lex Luger, and then he's no longer in WCW. That was one crazy camping trip. I don't understand the story you just told at all. Not not including sentence structure and story dynamics. That made no sense. I'm available to teach children how to read and speak in sentences and talk to each other in small German phrases. I think you need to start up some kind of project. I don't think you're going to get hired by any wrestling company coming Hey, up. hear me out. I've got some really big plans for 2004, this upcoming year. What year? 2004, this upcoming year. Uh, 2015. 2004. 15. What? 2015. Oh my god, how long have I been available? You've been available for a very long time, Alex Wright. Just gotta keep dancing. It's the only way to keep the... 
The light in my life. Okay, let me give you an example of other guys that have stuff that's currently going on that are not available. Buff Bagwell is now a gigolo. Did you know that? I did know that. You, okay, so that's He something. was the lucky Pierre. <laughs> yes, he's the lucky Pierre, all right. Uh, let me see. I what... lied. I knew what it meant. Oh, you <laughs> bastard. Uh, Norman Smiley, he's a trainer down at NXT. Oh, for the bodies? <laughs> yes, and the minds. Yes. Uh, le- uh, also, a uh, uh, huge erection. He's a, he's a trainer down there as well. Yeah, what's he going by now? Bill DeMott. Uh, sounds like applesauce. <laughs> everybody loves applesauce. Bill DeMott. Uh, Bill DeMott. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Bill DeMott. I'm available for singing. Well, okay, this is what I'm saying is you should you should really land on some project and just do it yourself because everybody else is just doing it themselves. Everybody else has Look, something. Alex Wright always lands on something, especially on his feet after a super cool moonsault. Alex Wright, I mean, I, I hope that you're not available in 2015. I hope you're, you have a gig. Thank you. I appreciate it. That means a lot to me. Okay. Uh, you can go now. All right. I, we don't need your services. Yeah, are you sure I'm, I'm available? How about one road trip story to leave? One road trip story? Yeah. All right, this one time my father was taking me across the Dusseldorf Highway, and he said, <laughs> make sure you finish your popsicle before we get to the petrol station. And I didn't, and he took it from me and smashed it on the roadway. I started to cry and cry and cry. <laughs> and he said, wait, Lipschitz. And he pulled out a tiny little chocolate chip cookie, but with macadamia nuts. And when he gave it to me, I ate it very quickly, except for a little piece. And he said, you didn't finish it. And he took it and he threw it on the roadway. I started to cry and cry and cry. And then my mama was calling from the car. Get back here, you two. You're done using the bathroom. We need to get to Grandma's house. At which point I said, hooray, Grandma's house. And my grandpa, he said, he, you've got to get me home because I'm trying to see my wife. Not the road story I expected, Alex Wright. I thought maybe it'd be more wrestling theme, but uh, a, a deep insight to you nonetheless. Ah, namaste. I'm available. All right, Alex Wright, you're available. Get out of here. Go on, get, get, get. What an upcoming year. Yes, that's, that's right on the nose, right? Yeah. Isn't that what's happening? That's all I got for you. Um, all right. I never watch... I never get a chance to watch ROH. I never get a chance to watch NXT. I never get a chance to watch Lucha Underground. Like I, I want to try and make a goal of watching another wrestling program on a regular basis. Amongst all the fucking wrestling I watch as it is already. Where are you going to find the time to do that? I don't know! <laughs> maybe, maybe, hey, maybe Destination America won't show Impact on uh, iTunes, so then that shows out, and then I can bring in a new show. Well, I mean, it's a shame because there's so much good material. I wouldn't want anything to fall by the wayside. But it and a is. ton of indie stuff is already falling over the wayside to I, me. I'm not seeing indie shows when I feel like I should. We we know some people in the indie circuit that would be thrilled if we like saw their shows mm-hmm. and went to that. We'd have a blast, but we can't. We haven't seemed to make it work. Fuck it, podcast is over. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> We're now an offshoot of the 16 bit podcast <laughs> where we talk about games we wanted to play. Yeah, and still a bunch of wrestling, which Josh Callahan rolls his eyes at. Mm. Hi, Josh. He listens. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. He doesn't give a rate and review. No, but he listens. <laughs> he does. Um, hey, Josh. <laughs> WWE, I, I I don't do SmackDown like SmackDown, which if it's not already moved to Thursday nights, I guess it's going to. But 
still hold no interest in the... Wait, is it because it's not live? Why don't you want to watch SmackDown? Because, yeah, it's not live, and there's there's never been anything recently that someone said, like, holy shit, did you see what happened on SmackDown? The last time I was compelled to watch SmackDown, like, I knew I had to watch it, was when CM Punk and Rock were feuding, and you heard that they were going to show CM Punk on SmackDown. Like, he did that uh, promo from the Florida Stadium the where Rocket played college football. Yeah. And it was him and Heyman, like, walking around the stadium doing this awesome promo, just cutting down Rock. And um, I knew I had to watch that. I had to watch SmackDown to the point where I see this vignette. Otherwise, like, it's all interchangeable. Like, I... Honestly, I feel like I'm surprised they don't do more crazy stuff on SmackDown to get more people to watch it. It's not like less people are going to watch Raw. Yeah. Everybody's going to watch Raw. Yeah, that's already that's already happening. Yeah. yeah. SmackDown, you need to go crazy. Mm-hmm. You need to do the weird shit. I didn't, like, honestly, I didn't know Raw was live growing up. I, like, I couldn't watch Raw because it wasn't on, it was on TNN, so I'd watch SmackDown. And I was God, like, you're young. And, but, like, watching SmackDown was like, wow, this is the wrestling I can get. Besides having to settle for Thunder on Wednesday nights. But you watched a lot of WCW. Uh, I didn't... I watched Nitro. That's WCW! Yeah, I watched more pay-per-views than I watched, like, week to week, I feel like. Because Nitro... I went to Nitro in San Francisco when it came to town. Thought it was going to be super cool. What was on that show? Uh, Booker T and Jeff Jarrett in a coal miner's, like, belt-in-a-box match. Really? Super weird. And, like, at one point, Booker T, like, they had these four boxes in the four corners. Yeah. And they smashed open each box. And at one point, Booker T got a coal miner's glove, which apparently was some sort of massive weapon. <laughs> and then he opened up another box, and it was a picture of Scott Hall in a frame. What the fuck? It was so weird. And then <clears throat> the third, the fourth box had the championship in it. I think it was So Jeff that's Jared. how you win? I guess so. And then Russo was there in, the, in a Pope mobile, and he came out. Um, and Goldberg faced Chronic. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, both guys of Chronic because the streak is back on because Russo was telling him the only way he's ever going to get another title shot is if he beats his own streak. Okay. So the streak was back on! If anybody... Oh, and then Rey Mysterio was then in Filthy Animals. Which so was no mask? No mask, yellow rain slicker pants and horns and hooventude, and they were in a ladder match for a plastic swan. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, listeners, if any of you find any of these clips on YouTube or Daily Motion, please tweet them at us at Curtain Jerks or paste them on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash curtain jerks. So Steve can relive these memories and I can put them to life. Like yeah, I can either uh, the sooner you can see them, the sooner you can erase them from your mind. Holy shit. I think David Flair was there and he always looks like he just took a niacin. <laughs> like, you know how, like, Ric Flair always looks super tan? David Flair always looks like he just ran a marathon. Yeah. And it was all, but it wasn't, like, full red coverage. It was, like, hairline still pale, and the cheeks rosy. Uh-huh. Throat, yeah, yeah. Rose, like, you know what I mean? It's always, like, uh, he looked painted. He looked <laughs> <Yeah>. painted. And <laughs> it wasn't, Stacy Keebler and Tori Wilson at that point, I think, were already in, uh... WWE. So there was some sexy gals. I just can't remember anything about them. Did you feel like this show was? Were you happy that you went to the show? Or were you oh, like... I I was ecstatic to go to this Nitro. I was so I I like I stepped out of Spanish class to call for tickets in the bathroom, <laughs> and it was on hold for twenty two minutes. 
and I missed most of Spanish class. And I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And I bought tickets online because I heard about it on the radio. Wow. And, like, I'm saying it like it's super old-timey. I could have just bought tickets online, I'm sure, the night before or something. Huh? But I got tickets for me and my older brother, and we went, and it was the first wrestling event I went to live. Really? Yeah. What year is this? It was, uh, I don't know. Uh, I was a sophomore or junior in high school, so I'm going to say 2001, 2002. I think they were defunct by the beginning of 2001, so it had to be probably 2000, 2000. or two, or just must, beginning I think it was 2000 because Benoit had just left. He was in, like, the Radicals were on SmackDown. Okay. Um, yeah, who, Jarrett was the champion. Yeah, so Jarrett and Booker, yeah, that's... It was all, yeah, it was like, when the, the, like, the last WCW was just Booker and Jarrett every night. So you were ecstatic to go to that show. Were you ecstatic leaving that show? I was, yeah, it was still a live show. I still had a blast. I was still, I didn't know if you were like, that was terrible. I know Lex Luger was there, but he was, like, in the audience. He wasn't, (laughs) like, in... Like, it was very strange. Lex, backstage is over here. Yeah, like, when he was, like, sitting in the audience watching. It was so bizarre. And I, adding more Nitro episodes on the network, I cannot wait till this one's in full. I want to watch it with you. Oh, yeah, I totally want. I made a sign. Really? Yeah. What was the sign? Um, my friend's band was called GDNA, Goddamn's Narcotics Agent. <laughs> and it was this punk band, so I put, I made a GDNA sign. And then... God... I think I made a big, I think I said Armada, because I might have had some joke about being high and having a boat or something. Not really, not really clear. What? <laughs> yeah, it was, it's not clear Seems what like you added to the weirdness that was the WCW It was a weird, show. weird show, and I had, like, honestly, going to a wrestling show was so much fun. Like, that's, uh, like, I've only been able to reclaim that when we go to a show and we're, like, either by ourselves, like, sitting, just sort of gorging ourselves on food. Mm-hmm. Like, when Jericho came out at the Rumble when we were in Phoenix. Yeah. That's the closest I ever felt to it. Like, that was, like, oh, this is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Because the next event I went to, besides two independent promotions in Petaluma, no, not Petaluma, Walnut Creek, was the Royal Rumble. Stupid. I drove, like, four hours to go see the Royal Rumble, where it was Edge versus HBK, and, uh... That was the one where Vince McMahon skinned both of his legs off. Right. That live was incredible. Um, but getting to see shows, like, no matter what happens, I always have a blast, I think. Even if it's, like, you could get disappointed by whatever the... Like, even if it's a dusty finish or Del Rio came out at SummerSlam. Ugh. The SummerSlam we went to where uh, Punk beat Hardy, right? Yeah. And then The Undertaker was there. Yeah. Like, had we been there... Like, had we been watching the pay-per-view, I think it would have been kind of disappointed, because I love punk. But then seeing it live, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome! Yeah. You're never going to see that again. Yeah, it was so cool. And I think that's... Yeah, we need to go to more shows, because it's always a lot of fun. Uh, Does somebody want to go to a show? Oh, whoa! Serge Carter from TNA, what are you doing here? Just heard somebody wanted to go to some kind of show, and I just thought, I know of all kinds of shows, and if you wanted to see a show, let's do a show. Serge Carter, what are you doing? I'm sorry, is it Impact or TNA? What what am I supposed to call it? Feel the impact of TNA! Uh, Okay, well, Serge, thank you for joining us. uh... It's great to be here. Every time I come on, that other one just seems to run away every time, thinking I'm still upset about hitting on Dixie. Yeah, Scott really Water under the bridge! Scott really just, uh, (laughs) cotton through the bridge! Whoa, take me easy, buddy. Oops, spilled a little water under there. (laughs) 
Scott just put himself in a little closet there with his little creaky door. Yeah, well, he's just trying to protect himself. It's embarrassing to hide in a closet like that. Well, I mean, sometimes people find it safe. It's a little bit safer to be there than out in public. But uh, granted, whatever people are comfortable with, I think. You know, I find everything comfortable. I can't. I brought a hammock. Here, let me set it no, up. No, no need Come to on, let's, let's podcast no, in a hammock. No, no need to do that. You got that up fast. I got it up real fast. I'm, re- I'm really good with I'm, nets. Sorry, I'm really terrible about getting into these things. Hold on, sorry. Yep. Yep. Okay, so you're in, and I'll just get on top of you. No, here. okay, all right. Face to face. Okay, squishy face all right. Squishy face is. Squish, squish, So, uh, Mr. Carter, any ideas for the new year that you'd like to try? Uh, well, we've got some exciting things going on with the I'm sorry, why don't, you, why don't we adjust real quick then? Oh, okay. Okay. Mm. No, please. Mm. Uh, Mr. Carter. Mm. Mr. Carter. Mm. Mr. Carter. You shave your neck. Mr. Carter. Mm. Please, Mr. Carter. Mr. Carter, I feel like you're trying to breathe onto my neck with your lips and your tongue. Oh, no, I was kissing your neck. Oh, well, thank you for admitting it. I was I'm was. i a to... texture guy. All right, okay, look, can we just be shoulder to shoulder? Just a second. Just... Oh, okay. sure, all right. All right. Uh, just... all right. Okay, uh, now, Mr. Carter. What are you thinking about? <laughs> well, I just, honestly, it's a very nice, nicely painted ceiling, I guess. No, no, come on, what are you really thinking about? I. Well, I'd like to know what your plans you have for the new year. You're thinking about our future? No, I'm thinking about your future. You're always welcome. My future includes you, you know, Steve. You're always welcome on the podcast, Serge Carter. Look, we're a big Could fan of Dixie. Could you put that in the ring? We always are a big fan of having Dixie on the show, and we're always a big fan of having you oh, on the Dixie, show. Oh, Dixie, she's the worst. <laughs> Serge, that's your wife. Uh, yeah. Come on, what's the deal? Uh, the deal is I can't get out of it. It's all legally banned. And Well, honestly, do you have any, like, do you have any interest in working on the creative uh, Women, side? no. What? Oh, what? Okay, on the creative side? On or? the creative side? Well, obviously, I know that you're creative. You're a very passionate man. Oh, stop. Go on. Well, you're a very passionate man. Do you have any... Uh, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. In the new year, in 2015, yes. do you have any sort of creative endeavors or things that are wrestling or non-wrestling related? Well, I compose music for a lot of the guys back there. I just like really? to get around and sit around and go like, James Storm. What are you thinking about right now? And I run my fingers through his hair. Oh, you know. he's drinking beer. Yeah, he's, honestly, for such a beer drinker Hellraiser, nice hair, right? It's, oh my goodness. Here, sniff my fingers. What? Sniff my fingers. I... Sniff that. What is that, curry? Uh, yeah, I was petting Sanjay Dutt's hair. Oh, come on. Yeah, well, he was eating curry, and then I, I, I right. smushed his face in it a little as bit. As long as him eating curry has nothing to do with, uh... Uh, I've, I tried to meet that new gentleman for, over from India that Kurt Angle discovered. He didn't discover him. Ooh, who? It's I can't pronounce his name quite yet. It's it's uh, it's very Indian. And is by it, that, is it a tongue twister? Oh, it's a tongue twister. Here, let me show you. No, come on, stop it. Please, stop let me it. show you. It's a tongue twister. Stop I'll, it. I'll try and say his name I, in your mouth. Look, I'm not trying to be so coquettish and teasing. You're, what was that? You're making me giggle. Spell it. What? Coquettish. C O C K. C O C K. C O. C-O-C-K fetish. C-O-C-K fetish. All right, fine. You have cock fetish? No. Well, honestly, in junior high, I suppose that a lot of a lot of guys did, but it wasn't that they were uh, they were in love with cock. They just were in love with their own cock, right? Right. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. What? Stop it. What? Stop it. I'm doing origami. You look like you're looking for change, but in my pockets instead of yours. Do you have any change? I do have some change. Oh, really? What kind of changes are you bringing about? 
Well, that's what I'm trying to ask. What are some things you want to do in 2000? There's a new logo for Impact Wrestling. That's a big to-do. Yeah, it looks like the Genesis logo. It looks like for Terminator Salvation, not... I'm sorry, for Terminator, not the Sega Genesis. Oh, Genesis. Yes, Genesis. Genesis. Yeah, it's, it sounds like it sounds like a girl someone would have dated in junior high. And then immediately got out of it and made the right choice in life. Oh, having a cock fetish? Yeah, that's a good idea. Spell it. Sorry. C-O-C-K fetish. U-E-T-I-S-H. That's right. Is your phone ringing? I have a beeper. Yeah. What are you doing with a beeper? Because I don't, I don't like chit-chat. You can't, you couldn't put that on vibrate? We're having an interview, Serge. You burst in, Serge, to have an interview. If I put it on vibrate, you'd never get a word out of me. <laughs> oh, Serge, come on. That's, okay. I'm, I'm probably incredibly accurate. Bobby Roode is a champion, so it's. We're, we're running into the new year of 2015 with Bobby Roode carrying the flag. Yeah, that's that sounds right. Yeah, it's, it sounds great. Oh, is Scott driving off? Is Scott leaving? Is Scott driving off? Now look, oh, I guess we're just all alone in this hammock. I then. think I'm going to have to get out of this hammock and check the window to see if Scott's leaving. I brought a fortune cookie. Here, open it. No, I don't want to open it. Here, put it in both our mouths and we'll... Whichever... Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Oh, you got the bigger half there. All right, What's well, your you, here's the paper. You read it. Oh, okay. Uh, in bed. <laughs> Come on. But that's it. That's it, all it says? Oh, this is the backside. All right. Backside in bed. Okay. Thank you, sir. Uh, your year promises to bring great change and wonderful, bright future. In bed. Oh, really? I didn't read that. <laughs> yeah, oh, that. my I, goodness. All right, Serge. I, look, Serge, so... Bobby Roode. That's we're, about we're wrestling. That's about wrestling. But what about your involvement in wrestling? My sir? involvement in wrestling. This Dixie Carter's husband. You're not just Dixie Carter's husband. You I don't want are, that to define me. Yeah, that, don't let that define you. You are a man of taste and of passion. A tasty man, some say. Well, I, I don't doubt. Pineapple. It. Really? Well, look. Okay. The point is this: you come onto the show. You have these bold declarations. Uh, you can't prove that. It's never happened. What? <laughs> you. All right. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, what I'm saying is just what is something that you want for yourself in the new year, 2015? Hmm. Stop gazing hmm. into my eyes. Hmm. Stop gazing into my eyes. Something I want. Maybe I want new blood. New blood rising. Uh, what kind of character would you be if you were a wrestler? Uh, you know, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Yeah? I, yeah, I made the mistake of calling myself Gasoline Sears in an earlier episode, and then I can't seem to shake it. Oh, because you, if you just get a spark near you, you'd just be on fire. I guess that's kind of cool. It just, it's got too many syllables. I kind of like Fritz. DNA World Heavyweight Champion, Gasoline Fritz Steers. Sears. Hmm? You said Steers. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to grab that bull by the horns. <laughs> All right, Mr. Carter. Okay, uh, can I offer you a breakfast burrito before you go? Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, you may. Well, there... In the morning. <laughs> well, there's, we have, uh... Our cook in the guest breakfast lounge. Uh, we set up a small little kiosk here. It's Scott Summerhome. Please help yourself to a breakfast burrito. Oh, it's not a euphemism. Uh, no, no, it isn't. Oh, oh, oh. All right, I see. I see how this is. Okay, all well, right. I'm just gonna, just gonna get out of this, this right. hammock. Well, just I'll gonna, just, all right, okay. Just, oh, whoa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just take it down real quick here. Uh, look, it's going to be a great year for Impact. We hope to see you at some shows. Just come on by. Thanks. Uh, Got my name. Well, well, Got my name. And uh, you can bend down and I'll, I'll pick it up for you. Wait, why would I bend down to pick up the thing just that you're going to get for me? You know, I'll get it for you. I'll pick you up. All right, well, can Scott come too? Then one of us could be lucky. Mm, I'd rather he not come. 
Oh, uh, well, that's probably not the first time he's heard that. No, it shouldn't be either. He's <laughs> a sad sack, that one. He's <laughs> a big old ba- pile of bones. Mr. <laughs> Carter, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, let's get, here's my private Skype number. Your what? Skype number. Oh. It's video Skype. Oh, it's video. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, this will be great for interviews in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, welcome back. I drove a car into the harbor. <laughs> I put a put a stick and a brick, uh, you know, down so the gas would go. So that's what that car was. So Serge thought I left so that way he would get out of here. Oh, okay. I, I imagine the locals here at your summer home would be kind of angry with the fact that you, you know, polluted the lake. Yeah, but then they get to drain it, and then, uh, you know, you get to find a bunch of, you know, mistresses in there. Uh, listeners, I should probably point out, Scott said summer home in Orange County, but you probably don't know what that looks like. So I think the best way to describe where we're recording today is the house that Johnny Depp stays in, in the film <laughs> Secret Window. It looks just like that. That's right. That's exactly where we are. And John Turturro comes by every so often to creep us out. Yeah. If, if you're lucky, you might be on the podcast today. Like, you've probably heard the door open or shut a couple times during the episode. It's yeah. just John Turturro coming into the room. He puts his finger up to his lips. He's like, I'm not here. Oh. Oh, John Lithgow's here, too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, great. You, yeah, you want one, John, you get another. Yeah, you want one, John, you get another. It is time for Jerk Tweets. Send us your hashtag Jerk Tweets on Twitter, at Curtain Jerks, uh, and follow us, and uh, talk with us, or me, because Steve doesn't really do any of that stuff. So, uh, questions about wrestling. What? You don't use our Twitter very much. I know, it was a joke. Ah, I see. I try to make them on the podcast every so often. <laughs> hey, hit. Hey, hit. <laughs> From Brian... You said they hit, sounds like, idiot. 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 Brian Spoon 79 says, You take part in a wrestler's secret Santa. Who do you end up with, and what do you buy them for Christmas? Is this the same guy who's always asking us about uh, wrestlers dying, or which wrestlers we would blow? <laughs> no. Okay. No. They vary up. Oh, well, because for the secret Santa, I would blow all the wrestlers <laughs> in a car wreck. No, um... I would blow Ezekiel Jackson, that Lithuanian farmer. <laughs> Uh, For that pushback, so he does it on the edge of a cliff. Oh, that's that's an old Scottish uh, sheep shagging joke. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, What was the question? So, okay, uh, you take part in, like, there's this wrestler's secret Santa. Okay. Who do we end up with, and what do you buy them for Christmas? Hmm. So. Well, I I would love to say for any wrestler, health insurance. (laughs) And then, um. Fuck you, you are nice. (laughs) <laughs> and then the other, uh, and then if I got another wrestler, I'd want to say, like, good bargaining power for a union. I think that'd be pretty good, too. You are, again, you are really kind. Yeah, problem is, if Vince is there and it's a white elephant, he's like, I gotta take union power. I'll take, uh, that's the last gift I wanted, it's fine. <laughs> uh, my dad called it, uh, what do you call it? You call it elephant Christmas? White elephant? Yeah, white elephant. Um, they called it a Shanghai Christmas. Because you get Shanghai and yeah. your stuff get taken? Yeah, there's like three or four different things that I've heard it called. I think all of them are delightfully hilarious. Well, I feel like I would hate that, and I'd immediately want to call it the You Just Got Fucked Christmas. <laughs> because I, I got something super cool for somebody, and I gave us like, this, Scott, specifically for you, I got you this amazing book. Yeah. And then somebody else is like, oh, that's really cool, I'm going to take that. I've never been a part of one of those. I've never wanted to, and I've never participated. 
Yeah, I think it has I to did be a communal thing. Like yeah. you can't you can't buy something specific for somebody on that occasion. Like you have to do it separately. Be like, I got you a gift. I didn't put it in this thing because some fucking asshole will take it. Well, it's like Cards Against Humanity or Apples to Apples. You have to play depending on who nuts the butts. All right, <laughs> just want to chime in. I don't know what that game is. Please don't explain it to <laughs> me. Get out of here! Yeah. <laughs> That podcast room is getting worn down. Yeah, it's, it's down to its nub of the <laughs> handle. Yeah, you're holding the bristles. <laughs> um, I, uh, apples to Apples and Cards Against Humanity. Do you, have you played either of these? It's been a while. Like, I don't really remember. So everybody's in the room. Everybody has ten cards that they can draw from, which are their, sort of their subject cards, mm-hmm. which have their nouns on it. And then the player who's... They pick, like, the statement card, which is, like... Uh, blank, the uh, most amazing blank. And you're like, I've got abalone and cow balls. So it's like, <laughs> cow balls, the most amazing uh, abalone. Like, right. you make some funny, uh, it's... Right, it's, it's the other version of the game that, uh, I don't like this version, because it, like, uh, it's either categories or, it's one of those games where you have to come up with it. Mm-hmm. And then you're determining who said what. Yeah, if if you like, have if you if, pull from a like a pool like yeah. Cards Against Humanity has a lot of fucked up things that you can draw. Yeah, from. and that's the thing that's unfun because somebody already came up with all of it. So it's that's I mean yeah that's in, it's interesting. Like what's exciting about that is you're like oh I've got some weird gross ones and then like yeah. apples to apples you can only just pick things that are weird or inane. But you have to play to the person who picked the statement card. Yeah. So and that's the person you're getting the gift for. Oh man, I'm going to have to tell a really. Horrific joke about um, uh, child molestation to Scott right now because he's got this great card and right. like I've got to I got to make him laugh or right. I've got to do like I've got to pick something super fucked up to just get at him and then if, but as soon as you play with someone else it's like child molestation not even in jest <laughs> like and that's I've played different games where it's like you're tr- you have to play to the person whose card it is and yeah. if you got that specific person if you got. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of someone like a, a good wrestler who you want to get a specific. If you got Zack Ryder uh-huh. and you're like, oh man, I got you this great broadband coupon for your internet championship, uh-huh. so you can broadcast more videos. Uh, you'd be like, oh, this is gonna be great for him. But then JBL's like, oh, that's interesting. I'm gonna take that, you queer, or something like that. Yeah. And you're like, well, bummer. That was for Zack Ryder, right? So here's what I'd say then. So. By hands of fate, we wouldn't choose who our secret Santa is, but I think we should choose one another's secret Santa of who that person would be by the fate that it is, mm-hmm. and then, so then you choose the gift you would get that person. See what I'm saying? So okay. here's, here we go. So, um, you, for your secret Santa, you got Brock Lesnar. Oh, thanks for picking somebody pretty broad and I know stuff about. Mm-hmm. Well, well, what a hard guy to shop for, huh? Well, when I'm picking for Brock Lesnar, while I'm thinking about that, you've got to pace up and down the aisles getting ready to shop for Kevin Steen. Oh, no. Yeah. Kevin Owens. That's right. now Kevin Owens, the That's new right. KO. Mm-hmm. So while you're... <laughs> Well, you're waiting for me to talk about Brock Lesnar. You're sweating bullets. Like, what am I going to get Kevin? Oh what God. am I going to get Kevin? You know what I'm going to get for Brock Lesnar? What? I'm going to get him a big deli sandwich from a real deli. Oh, shit. Take yeah. that, Jimmy John's. Yeah. Not a Jimmy John's place. I mean like a real giant sandwich. Like, I'm talking a loaf of bread as big as a bullet from <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> so are you going like, uh, are you going... New York Delicatessen? Yeah, Are you going, I'm like, going, Boar's Head? What are you doing? Well, like, I, when you said New York, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to go Jewish Deli. 
Oh. I'm gonna go like piled high. Uh, uh, what is it? You're playing to a strength. No vegetables and shit. Yeah, just it's corn just meat, meat. Uh, <laughs> ketchup, mayonnaise, pickles, <laughs> uh, Thousand Island sauce. But just like we mean more corned beef than the length of the bread. Like it is taller than it is long. Uh huh. And it's that, and it's got a big dill pickle that they brewed in house. This is all uh, from Cantor's. It's gonna be from Cantor's. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's an amazing gift for Brock Lesnar. I think yeah, you and could... I want to see him, like, he'd be like, what is this? And I'd be like, enjoy! <laughs> that's a good gift. Mm-hmm. That's way better than what I'm thinking. Who, ta- who took it? Kevin from, Owens. Who takes that sandwich from Brock Lesnar? Oh, JBL. <laughs> JBL just comes in and like, shoves it in some rookie's butt. Yeah. That's that's what that's how the <laughs> secret Santa works. That's <laughs> what the secret is. That's uh, why it's a secret. For for Kevin Steen Owens, mm-hmm. you don't want to get him. You get him a gag gift. Oh, God, be careful. He's Canadian. He's got to have a sense of humor. That's be how they're bred. Uh-huh. Uh, I get him a Christmas sweater. Oh, okay. But I get it two sizes too small. Oh, Scott. He is going to be so disappointed when he wears that next year. Because he can't wear it now. It's past Christmas. But he holds it up in front. Of, he opens it up in front of the whole locker room. And he's like, I don't know. It looks a little small. And everyone's like, put it on. Put it on, Owens. Put it on. And he's like, I, well, I don't really put it on. And then he has to put it on. And it's all hugging his tummy like What's we're super on? tight. He's like, we got a, a bloated little warped Santa on there. We got little bells. We got... Uh, Christmas lights, what's on there? Uh, uh, Christmas tacos. Oh, Christmas tacos are the best. So Go it's like reindeer meat. So is it like hard shell? And, then, and they have like little wreaths of, of holly mm-hmm. sort of hanging off the sides? Yeah, and so, uh, and it's a, it's a Santa with a sombrero uh, Santa hat. Uh, maracas? Or is that too uh, is that too? That's cliche? what Mrs. Claus is holding. Okay. While he's eating the tacos made of reindeer meat. Um, does he have his mittens on? Yeah, of course. He wants to keep his hands uh, free of uh, taco sauce. <laughs> oh God! Who takes it? Who takes the? Who takes the sweater from? Uh, no one, because you have to cut it off and ruin the <laughs> and sweater. No one wants to ruin it. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. We can't ruin it. We're just gonna have to wear it from now on. That's your gimmick now, bro. <laughs> Christmas sweater, <laughs> tiny Christmas sweater. Mm-hmm. Um, I am excited for Jeff Jarrett's clip. A.K.A. Global Force Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Is Championship it finally, League International Tournament. Is it finally going to happen this year? Do you think it's finally going to appear uh, somewhere? Can we watch it? Because They've just been building content left and right, right? I feel like they're content? making inroads. or They're always making deals. Wheeling and dealing. They're making deals, sure. But I want to see... I am now in so much anticipation of what this is. I want to watch it now. I want to see what this is. Well, if what, how disappointed are you going to be if it's just Karen Jarrett and Jeff Jarrett... Like, talking about... Not, the new authority? Oh, no, not the new authority, but it's just them trying to get their Mexico beach house painted, and it's a reality TV show. Oh, then... F- I'm... No. I'm done. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way... I, they're not an interesting enough reality dynamic of being something weird. I watched ten minutes of Buff Bagwell being a gigolo, because it's Buff Bagwell being a gigolo. He's a sweetheart! <laughs> Isn't he a sweetheart? He's such a sweetheart! Two rich... People that are just, you know, they're people. Mm-hmm. Like, he, Jeff Jarrett was never really a, a weird persona as a person or as a wrestling character, nor was Karen Jarrett. Scott, he was wearing a sleeveless silver trench coat and silver shorts. Ex- what else do you want from him? Exactly. His outfits were always more interesting than the man. <laughs> 
Uh, by that, I mean, like, he was just never anything extravagant. He's just a person. I don't need to invest time into uh, a person, a rich person trying to get by mm-hmm. and having the problems of trying to get that new house painted. Like, I don't care. You'll get your new house painted whether a camera crew is filming it or not. But, I mean, you if, understand If Kurt, if Kurt Angle is the only guy that you're making do all these jobs, like, I'm watching this show because I want Kurt Angle to take that worker's hat off and those suspenders and go, that's it! Yeah, and then he paints every room just a shade off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, but that's what I'm terrified Global Force Wrestling's going to turn out to be. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. Um, so you got that, and then uh, I've seen a little bit more of NXT, and I know there's some crazy shit going on there, and it's it's always, it's the thing that everybody talks about, and I don't know, it seems like it's always a more exciting show than Raw, but then why would I be excited if these guys then move to Raw? Because then that think, show's less exciting. I was thinking about that also. I mean, they have, it seems like you're watching another company, which is what's so exciting about it, with familiar faces. It's their indies. Like, they've cornered the market on the indies, mm-hmm. which is gross to me. Well, also, they don't call it the indies. It's all NXT, and it's like, mm-hmm. people were nothing before NXT, yeah. which they've been saying forever. It's like, you know, a lot of those guys are busy <laughs> working before NXT. This guy read all of the wrestling autobiographies there were, and now he's here at NXT. <laughs> Why? Why does he look like a bodybuilder? Yeah. <laughs> How can he bump? <laughs> Why does he do backflips? Why is that? I don't understand how this works. Exactly. And you know what's strange is... Uh, Remember how everybody used to say there's no way that AJ Styles would have made it in WWE? Yeah. He would have flourished. Yeah. In NXT. Feel- like, he would be what everybody talks about, like how everybody goes crazy for all these guys. AJ Styles would be fucking amazing and then easily could have made that transition. Like, it's still the same hiccups of, well, he's not a great talker, um, but how many great talkers do you get in NXT? Well, also, can people consistently stay in NXT? <laughs> Sure. But like, uh, do you know what but I mean? But not if you're a great talker, I suppose. Yeah, if you're tall, if you're seven feet tall and like in great shape and a great talker, obviously you're going to move around. But yeah. like guys that aren't as tall or aren't as fit but are still really great to watch, you could just keep them sort of consistently in NXT, right? Adrian Neville is going to be the prime example, I think. Like, I don't think there's much to the character. I think he's just a very straightforward guy of who he is. Scott, put a straw hat on him. Move him up to Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Well, he turns the corn. That's his gimmick. <laughs> the corn turner. Yeah. So I think if if Adrian Neville can do it, AJ Styles could easily do it. Well, is there anybody else that you feel like is moving up real soon? I don't know, Steve. I already gave the setup of about great talkers. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> don't know what you're couple talking about. A couple of times. <laughs> Well, look, I just know that there's <laughs> I just know there's a few people that you think aren't, aren't raw caliber. You don't think they're going to be, they're not going to be the rest I, of the moment. There is so someone especially that I don't think will make it up to raw. Well, because, who? You know, I'll say it right now. I, I am not a huge fan of Enzo Amore. Would you say that to his face? I think I have in the past, and I would be reluctant to do so again. Why? Because it's his intense nature? Yeah, it's intense nature and afraid of getting beat up. <laughs> turn around! I don't, I don't want to turn around. Why don't you turn around, you soft? Um, Can you feel me on your neck? Yeah, it sounds like you're doing the Babes in Toyland march. Um, oh, I, I'm going to assume without turning around that I'm going to do the introduction for 
WWE NXT uh, superstar who's never won a championship, I believe. Uh, Just recently squashed. (laughs) Enzo Amore. That's right. Good to see you, NXT Full Sail University, here on the Curtain J Podkiski. What? Skandarski, Sierpsiski, good to see these. What's happening? You know what's exactly what's happening. I'm Enzo Amore. You are soft. I'm here to make you hard. I don't want to Count be these veins. What? Count these veins. One, two, Count three. these veins. I am. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Da, 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 da. Watch them dance. You have 14 veins. That's right. How many times do you have veins? Uh, never. That's right. I'm moving on up, and everybody knows it. The ascension is a pain in my butt. No more. I'm out of here. Wait, wait, wait. Well, hold on. You have to catch me up a little bit. I, I don't, I don't Spoiler know. Spoiler country. Welcome to the Enzo Amore Show. Full Sail University. NXT. <laughs> Kurt Jerks, a podcast on the comedy show. A wrestling comedy podcast network ski. Why are you explaining everything that is already known? Everything that is already known. Yes, sir. Enzo Amore. Soft to hard ski, depending nope. on the weather ski, nope. making sure that I'm moving on up from NXT Full Sail University <laughs> Unnecessary. to the comedy wrestling podcast ski nope. of the Curtain Jerks Wrestling Podcast ski. Unwarranted. No, oh, isn't it? <laughs> yes. You're telling me! Okay, and so, <laughs> why are you here? I'm here to hear what you have to say to my face as an avid listener and as a man who knows how to exercise patience. <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. I am soft for Enzo Amore. <sighs> I think you're trying way too hard. What are you talking about? Do you think I'm going crazy for anybody else's benefit? No, I'm doing this for myself because the cream rises to the top because I'm drinking all the cat's milk I can find. You are pushing the cream through a straw and then using dynamite to blow it in people's faces. It's called cheesecloth. You use it to generate a hot tack face. So you can make cheese just like Kane did on that one episode. I don't know what you're talking about. Check the backlogs. I'm an avid fan of Curtain Jerks, the wrestling podcast. We listen to it while I went in the back of the Full Scale University. Full Scale? Full Scale? Florida! (laughs) Florida! You're just yelling stuff at me. Am I? Where are you going to retire? Uh, not Full Sail University. That's where people go when they're healthy, they spend 20 years, and then they die. I'd rather go to Italy to retire. Yeah, wonderful place. A lot of my family's from Italy. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Who? What's the name of that tall broad who follows me around? Uh, um, oh, that... Real strong tall broad. <laughs> yeah, that guy? Um, tall Test Edge? That's right. Test Light. Uh, I don't know that guy's name. Well, he's hot as hell, and he's ready to come and find out what your business is, saying that we're not ready for the main roster, Scott Narver Curtain Jerks. You try too hard. I think you weird out. Try so hard! <laughs> try so hard! What do you mean I try so hard? What was it even supposed to mean? How long is my promo supposed to be in the back? I'll tell you how long. Seven minutes plus seven minutes. You know, you're... You think you just see this in 30-second spurts? I'll spurt, all right, for seven minutes like a pig. You're like... Uh, someone on YouTube, uh, like, would do something like an unboxing channel that tries really hard to <laughs> Scott be... Scott Box? To be... No, I'm just an example of anything. Just, uh, some, uh, YouTuber trying to be really funny, so the commentators would say... It's called a persona. 
It's just something you do with your voice and your body and you make sure everybody know that you're a little bit different and it's just some sort of internal truth that you make to be more exaggerated. You make me supremely uncomfortable. Well, it's because I'm touching your legs. I, I know. It, See, my legs are full of this black vinyl that feels like leather and while I'm touching your legs, which are just with jeans that are practically up to your knees because you're so tall. You make everything uncomfortable. You make everything... You think that's uncomfortable? Look at my tiny white eyes. <laughs> you're, like a, you're like a rat on cocaine. That's what everybody says, and I don't see it. I don't, really don't see it. You're like X-Pac to another level, strung out, and just won't stop X-Pac talking. to the X, that's math. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, don't, I don't know what you would do in WWE. I don't know what you would do. I'll tell you what they're going to do if they move me up to the main roster. What? They're going to strip away everything that's fun about me, uh-huh. and they're going to make me really restrained. Could you tell me what's fun about you? I'll tell you what. My clothes, the cocaine that I deal, <laughs> the cocaine that I blow, and that hot-ass chick who signed his hell. Um, look, I, I know I'm in the minority on this. I know everybody loves you, and whenever I talk about you, people are like, what are you, crazy? People love you. Yeah, that's American exceptionalism, because we're exceptional, because we're entitled. So, okay, there's been other Jersey characters before. I'm not Jersey. <laughs> I'm from beyond Jersey. I'm from the future. The future of Leopard Print and Tiger Blood and Charlie Sheen's Biggest Nightmares. Everybody knows about this about me. Okay, well, I can't... I came here in a time machine that was built out of broken Japanese wrestlers, and I ended up eating a turkey made from the fire of a thousand suns. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why I do this bit like this, and I dance like this. Okay, well, look. As far as East Coast, New York, New Jersey characters go, there's been Brooklyn Brawler, Zack Ryder, yeah. Uh, yeah. Robbie E. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, all these guys. I What makes you so special compared to all of them? I'm a, I'm a wrestler. <laughs> what? I'm a wrestler. You're a wrestler. I'm a big time wrestler. Look at these pants. Do you uh, see these pants? Aren't those other guys wrestlers too? I mean, that's what Brooklyn Brawler was. That's what Zack When Ryder have is. they ever worn pants this crazy? Look at them. They're genie pants. They're like they're like big plastic sweatpants that have been tapered at the ankle, and I've got big pockets, and it looks like I'm wearing a very thin silk diaper. You are, to me, like what video game epilepsy warnings are. You are the cause of that. You no, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes to me being a third-level mini-boss. I'm the guy who runs the Neon Casino, which might have nudity in it depending on where you bought your game. Toys R Us, GameStop, or if you had to buy it at Walmart, and all the girls have been replaced with dancing frogs. To me, you're the underwater level. That is not true. You take that back. <laughs> no one likes the underwater level except that level in Silent Scope where you're shooting a sniper rifle underwater. It's impossible. <laughs> I know. I'm saying, like, you're the, you're the level that I don't want to deal with. Scott, I think we're just going to have to agree to disagree because I'm going to drink your milkshake. Please don't drink my milkshake. Yeah, that's a timely reference. Oh, I see. It's yeah, me. that's right. Hard Eight. Paul Thomas Anderson's first movie. Oh, okay. Not inconvenient uh, truth. It's a, an incoherent truth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, hey, you want to go to the movies later? Me and you. I'll drive. I don't want to hear you talk. I'll drive. I don't want to hear you talk. Hey, we're just going to be listening to music. I don't talk when I drive. No, I mean the movie. The Babes in Toyland March. That's what they say. How... Can I become a fan of yours and feel good about it? You just need to open yourself up to me and let me fly into your eyes. Okay, another question then. What are you going to do in NXT this year? Well, I'll probably get squashed a few more times because they don't know how to book me. Who squashed you? Oh, one of the Ascension. 
Which one? The guy who looks like Kratos. Wait, the guy that looks like Colt Cabana or the guy that looks like Christopher Daniels? Kratos. I don't... Uh, oh, the Colt Cabana looking one? It's on the network. Jesus, do your research. Hey, I get... There's a lot of stuff to watch. Don't worry. I might slip through the cracks and fall up. You might see me on the main roster someday. Wait a minute. This stuff's so good. This fiery supernova is probably going to burn out before anybody gets to see me. But I just want to let it out all my true fans know... I really was drinking out of a gallon of milk on that NXT pay-per-view. You were drinking a gallon of milk? You gotta check it out! Cotwheels! <laughs> he did a cartwheel out of here. And milk fell out of his pants. Scott, wow, that guy... I think he's really got something going. I'm you really like ex- him. I'm excited to see more of him. <sighs> That's statistics for you. That's one out of two. He's a big fan favorite, and he actually did get squashed by the Ascension. Which one? He had a one-on-one match with one of the guys. Which one? Uh, the one that I, looks like Hulk Cabana? Or the what's one the guy like from that PS3 video game? What's the PS3 video game? God of War? Yeah. Kratos? Yeah. That doesn't help me. The guy with the goatee. Uh, I don't know. One of them looks like Hulk Cabana. One of them looks like Christopher Daniels. Listeners, you know what I'm talking about. Listeners, you tweet, also... Yeah, listeners, tweet at uh, PlayStation to find out when the new God of War is coming out. Uh, everybody's telling me to watch NXT, and it's not that I don't want to watch it. It's just... It's, it's just that Scott doesn't want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's the same as I tell people to watch Impact Wrestling. Although I think they should be excited for a revamped show. Everybody should want to watch the new version of something. Yeah, you just to at least check it out. Yeah, like Matt Hardy when he's version one. It's like, or that's version, exciting. Yeah. version two was Shane and Moore, right? Uh, no. Was there no version two? I don't believe there was, no. Hmm. Listeners... There will be no version 2 of Curtain Jerks if you don't give us that rate and review on iTunes, which we so desperately want this holiday season. It helps us out tremendously. We do this show for free, and it's a way of paying us back, and it helps us out grow on the charts, because according to WrestleTalk and their compiled list of everything that happens, they're going to post it on the Facebook page. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy to us. We're ranked number 22 in all of wrestling podcasts. In terms of wrestling podcasts, guys, there are thousands. And we're, according to this chart we're right behind jr's podcast yeah that's a tasty podcast and we're beating out piper's podcast yeah we're a savory podcast Mm -hmm. we're a unique savory blend we are true so uh that helps us grow that helps us get more listeners if you aren't putting it out there to other friends which is another good way of doing it because we all got wrestling friends that like stuff no one doesn't like hearing about dicks being grabbed so that's what we're all about yeah so um, uh there hasn't been any dicks grabbed on this episode Oh, sorry, Steve. Here, let me help you out here. Hey, buddy, come on. <laughs> uh, happy oh, I get it. I'm the bridge. You're the water. <laughs> uh, I guess so. I don't know what that means. I was not in the room. <laughs> um, happy New Year, Steve. Happy New Year, Scott. I hope we go to wrestling events soon this year. Hopefully WrestleMania. Oh, I think we should. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I think so, too. We got some we got some big plans uh, heading up with that, and I hope it all comes to fruition. We're staying at my parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Pussy Palace. Yeah! Celibate Christmas. <laughs> yep, that's me. So I'm Curtin Dirk I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids! Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.